believe that going forward, the people that still focus on this kind of old school command and control culture narrative and philosophy within their organizations, those are the dinosaurs of tomorrow. Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Business Owners Radio, where established business owners get the latest insights, strategies, and practices to grow a sustainably profitable business. And now, Taking Care of Business, your hosts, Craig Moen and Shai Gilad. Welcome to Business Owners Radio, Episode 152. Our guest today is Jonathan Kaiser, author of the new book, You Don't Have to Be Ruthless to Win. Jonathan is the founder and thought leader of Kaiser, one of the most successful commercial real estate agencies in the country. Additionally, he is Wall Street Journal's number one selling author, with recent appearances on ABC, Fox, and USA Morning TV shows. Good morning, Jonathan. Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Thanks for having me. I appreciate being on. It's great to have you today and have the opportunity to do a deep dive into a fresh topic of building a company around selfless service. But first, tell us a little bit about what led up to your passion to write this book. Sure. So I've had an interesting upbringing, unlike maybe many of the listeners on this call. I was actually a Christian missionary kid, and I grew up part of my life as a young man in Papua New Guinea which for those who are not familiar with that is over by Australia. And I was out in the middle of nowhere. And so I grew up in a very kind of unique environment. And the reason we were there is because my parents wanted to help the local people. And so I grew up with a mindset of service and love and helping others. And they were constantly giving of themselves to help other people. The problem was when we got back from overseas, I realized in kind of a flash realization that we were poor and I didn't like being poor. So I decided at a young age that I was going to be rich. And so I got into commercial real estate brokerage because I wanted to be rich, but I realized really quickly, wow, this is a ruthless cutthroat industry. So I became ruthless because I thought that's what it took. And all the people around me that were super successful were behaving in that fashion. But I was miserable. As you can imagine, Craig, I was misaligned with my core values but I felt trapped. I felt like there wasn't another way I could do it. And then 15 years ago, I go to this conference and the speaker gets up and he starts talking about success by helping others and by focusing on being of service to other people. And I was fascinated and tracked him down afterwards, said, is this really true? Is this really work? Long story short, he gave me his plan and I came back to Arizona, reinvented myself around it. And now today, have built the largest commercial real estate firm of our kind in Arizona, one of the fastest growing in the country. My book just hit number one on the Wall Street Journal list. And so I wrote the book because I've come to realize that my story is not unique. I think many business owners, just like the people on this podcast, feel anxious, stressed out, and tired of the rat race. Many hating the cultures of the organizations they're in, but not seeing a way out or for all those entrepreneurs that have started a company trying to figure out how do you create and keep a culture alive? And so I believe there's a better way. One that not only makes you happy and fulfilled, but that also creates extraordinary success for yourself and for your organization. 
And over the past 15 years, I've traveled across the country teaching thousands of executives how to not only save money on their real estate, but how they could actually create culture within commercial real estate brokerage around selflessness and service and love. And I've put it into the book because what I believe the biggest gap is in the market today between kind of understanding and philosophically getting this idea of, hey, you should help other people. Yeah, we all know that. And we do that in our homes and our families. But then we get into business and we feel like we got to put on our tough suit and go fight for number one. And what I'm trying to say is the reason why people, I believe, don't take that same skill set they know as home to business is because they don't know how to actually create success out of it. They've seen a lot of people that tried to do the right thing get trampled. And particularly and arguably the most ruthless industry in the world, commercial real estate brokerage, I'm saying, look, you actually don't have to be ruthless to win. You can create success just by helping other people succeed. And let me give you a book to teach you all the ways that you can do it so you can do this for yourself. I always look at people that take a giant leap between the traditions and the cultures of an industry and take it maybe even 180 degrees in a different direction. What were the fundamentals of your views and life history that really drove that giant leap to decide that, no, I'm going to go left or right? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, for me, I'm not a talking head or a theorist, right? This is something that I'm living. A lot of people talk about things. For me, I truly felt miserable and trapped. I felt like I didn't know how to reconcile. I wanted to be rich. I felt like my parents had it wrong because they spent their lives helping other people and they were poor. And so I didn't want to be poor. And so for me, it was this, wow, this is actually possible. You mean I could actually do this? You mean I could actually create success by helping others? So for me, it resonated with my core and it brought me full circle back to how I was raised. And so now I believe my mission is I want to save 5,000 commercial real estate brokers globally. I want to show the world that, wow, you actually can create success even in the most ruthless industry in the world. And it's not just about commercial real estate. Like my book is not written for commercial real estate brokers and there's plenty of commercial real estate brokers that are reading it. It's written for business leaders. It's teaching a leader or a set of leaders within an organization how they can create a culture of selflessness for their own organization, not just to do it because it feels good, but to actually create a more profitable organization for themselves. I believe that going forward, the people that still focus on this kind of old school command and control culture narrative and philosophy within their organizations, those are the dinosaurs of tomorrow. So I believe that if leaders do not embrace this, do not focus on reinventing themselves, which is not an easy process, and do not become selfless leaders, they're going to be left behind as the world continues to shift. Jonathan, what are the barriers to this? You know, so much of what you say sounds, on the one hand, extremely intuitive, right? Like take care of others. Even if you're in business of any kind, you're trying to solve problems, right? You're trying to help people make progress in some way. So it seems like that should be intuitive. Yep. But what are the barriers to getting this right? I think there's a couple things. The hardest part about this is it's reinvention of yourself. There are so many company leaders out there that have words on a wall. You know, yeah, oh yeah, we're a culture driven by values. Oh, you are? Tell me about that. Well, see, look up here up on our wall and you see teamwork and integrity and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the leaders don't live it and a fish rots from the head. So if the leader's not living it, no one in the organization lives it. So the hardest part is you actually have to become 
like Gandhi says, be the change you want to see in the world. You as leaders listening to me, you have to become what the cultures that you want your organizations to embody. The hardest part is the accountability. You know, we have 15 core operating principles that we built the firm on that came out of me saying, okay, if I'm going to start my own firm that is completely focused on changing the industry, what's my wish list of things I wished were true about commercial real estate brokerage that I could then affect? And so I put together our 15 core operating principles. And again, the hardest part about these is I actually have to live them. I have to be accountable to them. And through that process, we call it three levels of reinvention. You got to start with yourself. That's the hardest obstacle. Then from there, you create a company culture around these sets of values and principles. And then you deal with your clients, collaborators, and external stakeholders in the community that way. Jonathan, when you were starting to implement the selfless service model in your business, tell us how it started out and when did you know it was really beginning to work? So when I heard this speaker, one of the things that I asked him as I was trying to understand how this actually worked is I said, if this is so true and if this really works, how come nobody else is doing it? And he said, because it takes too long. And I said, what does too long mean? He said, it'll take you about five years. So this was a long, hard road, Craig. I appreciate the question. This is not for the faint of heart. This is for people that actually truly want to experience long-term sustainable business success where you're not burning bridges behind you, destroying relationships and having to recreate yourself all the time. And the universe of potential clients continues to shrink because you leave dead bodies behind. This is an idea of investing in people, investing in serving others, understanding that people hire people based upon trust. And the quickest speed to trust is by showing other people that you actually care about them. So what did I do? When I came back from hearing this speaker and decided to reinvent myself, I threw my old business plan away and I started behaving different. So what does that mean? Well, let me give you an example of what it was like to be ruthless and then an example of what it was like when I started serving. So the ruthless old me was do whatever it took to make as much money on as many transactions as possible so I could get to the top of the food chain in the company that I was at and be the top producer and make the most money. And so that included doing things that were often not in the best interest of our clients. So as a company that represents tenants and users looking for space, whether it's office, industrial, healthcare, retail, we help companies all around the world. But back then, what I would do is I would try to talk people into situations that were the most favorable for me. So for example, there was a fast growing technology company with a CEO named Jane and I was calling on her building. I went into the building, met her. She said, oh my gosh, Jonathan, I'm growing so fast. We're trying to hire 30 people a month. I'm out of space. Can you help me? And I said, certainly. But what I did is I only showed her the most expensive properties where I'd get the highest commission. And then I talked her into a long-term 10-year lease, which was the absolute worst thing you could do when you're in a fast-growing company. So I made four to five times the amount of commission, but I did it based upon short-term behavior because she was never a client again. Once somebody else showed her that I had done her a disservice, she never used me again. And I could have done all of her deals along the way as she grew, but instead I burned that bridge. So what did I start doing differently? One, I stopped doing that behavior and I just started figuring out how I could help people and not asking for anything in return. So people would get introduced to me and I would ask them the simple question, hey, what can I do to help you? 
Well, Tom was new to town and he had a wife who had a rare blood disease and they had moved to Arizona thinking that because Mayo's here that they'd have access to the best doctors, but they couldn't seem to track down the doctor they needed. And so we spent about four or five hours researching, figuring out who that doctor was, and then leveraging a couple connections to get Tom connected with this doctor. And they were forever grateful. Now, did we do that because we were trying to get Tom as a client? Well, no, but Tom ultimately over time became a close friend, referred clients to us, and from time to time has had the opportunity to be a client. So it's, it was investing in the relationship, you know, helping people get jobs, helping people with basic things that they need that others aren't willing to do, helping them get better connected in the community, basically trying to figure out what it is they need. Maybe they need a book. Maybe they just need a shoulder to cry on, but it's caring more about that person than it is about what you're trying to get out of them. I can imagine that your hiring process flows along the same vein. What are you looking for in a new hire or potential hirees into the organization when you're testing for that cultural fit? That's a great question, Greg. So I think the most important thing is we look for people that have a heart for others. Our mission at Kaiser is we want to transform and reimagine the commercial real estate brokerage industry. We want to show people that you could actually have a safe place because the reality is Brokers are miserable as well. I mean, there's a lot of brokers who like the ruthless environment, or they at least they think they do, or they've been in it so long they've forgotten they didn't like it. But I think there's a lot of brokers out there that wish there was a better way, but like me, felt trapped, didn't know of a different way. So for me, I'm looking for those people that really resonate with our message. I mean, there's wide open <laughs> blue sky in front of us. I mean, there's nobody in commercial real estate brokerage out hugging people, telling everybody they love them and trying to figure out how to help them. That is just not what you think about when you think about commercial real estate brokerage. But there's plenty of those people that are wired that way that don't feel like they can behave that way in a corporate environment or don't feel safe because they know they'll get trampled under the traditional environments. And so what we're looking for is people that want to be in a safe culture, one where they're not having to look over their shoulder all the time, one that's principle-based where people actually live the principles, one where the leadership actually lives this idea of selflessness, one where actually what a concept as a commercial real estate firm, we all collectively try to help each other succeed. That's something that just does not exist. And so what we're looking for in people, and yes, we have a vetting process, but what we're looking for in people is the light in their eyes. You know, most of the time what I hear is, Jonathan, I've been looking for this my entire life. And it just didn't exist. Thank you for creating it. I want to be a part of it. We have some unbelievably top talented people and we continue to grow so rapidly, but it's all culture driven. It's people that want to be a part of an organization that stands for something, right? We want to change the business world. We want to show other leaders that like that are on this podcast that at the end of the day, you truly don't have to be ruthless to win. Well, that sounds kind of cliche, we want to show you that it's possible and we want to teach you the tools that we've learned on how to create this culture for ourselves. And Jonathan, let's talk a little bit about that shift in incentives, right? So you're talking about how you were so driven earlier in your career, just sort of heads down, trying to maximize commissions, trying to maximize cash value to the firm. But clearly under this model, you really have to change the way you think about incentives. What kinds of things have you tried that have worked and what have you learned hasn't worked? Oh, that's a great question. So first of all, yes, this has to be the long game. So if it's all about how much money can I make right now, 
you can turn the radio channel now. This is not for you. This is for someone that really wants to create a long-term sustainable career based upon very valuable relationships. That's the currency of the future. That's the currency of today, but a lot of people just don't quite realize that. And so what it looks like today is very different. By the way, the other nice thing about our business model is we don't have to spend a lot of time selling because we take such good care of people and we love on them and we serve them and they love us so much that they spend their time trying to send business to us, trying to refer people to us. So we get a lot of referrals because they know that we're going to take good care of them. So we got referred to a gal named Marissa who had a very fast growing retail franchise concept. And she already was under a contract with a traditional firm that didn't expire for another year. So normally people would say in our industry, call us in a year. We just dove in and started helping and said, even if we don't get paid immediately, we want to help you. We want to serve you. And over the long term, we believed that if we did that, we would create a relationship that could lead to business for us. So what we found was that this other firm that was representing them was doing the same thing that I had done in my prior career. They were only showing them sites that made them the most money. And as a result, Marissa was not able to open uh, a bunch of locations. She had franchisees with no locations for them. And she was being told by her brokerage firm, there's just no more sites. There's nothing that fits your requirement. And we were able to, in two weeks, come up with a whole bunch of sites all across the country that were actually less expensive than the ones that she'd been talked to about and were better located. And so we spent a year serving and loving on Marissa and just supporting behind the scenes while the other brokerage firm got paid on their deals. And by the time that year had expired, we became her broker of record and we've worked with her ever since. So it's this idea of not just being about how much can I get out of it right now, but how much can I build value in relationships? At the end of the day, you know, Stephen Covey talks about speed of trust. The quickest path to trust, I believe, is by helping other people. But everybody else, they have this weird feeling of like concern that they're going to be taken advantage of. And so they're waiting to give, waiting to serve. I personally don't believe that. I try to serve as many people as I can. And I don't expect it to come back, but I do believe you can't outgive the universe. So where you give and help and serve one place will come back a completely different place that you never could have anticipated, but it comes back in spades. And the more you do that in the community, in whatever community you're in, whether it's geographic or online, doesn't matter, industry specific, whatever community that you serve in is where you create the long-term relationships. And so that's the philosophy. Help other people figure out what they really need. Don't just sell them. Listen to them. Probe. Ask questions. My philosophy is don't leave a meeting or interaction with someone until you've figured out how you can help them in three distinct ways. I think there's magic in the power of three. And so if you can find three ways to help every person you interface with, you'll be amazed at how you can transform the relationships in your life, both personal and business. It's such a great attitude and philosophy. And I'm also curious, Jonathan, what happens when you run up against a client that just does not play by these rules? We fire them. I have no patience for people that are not willing. Like when we bring on a client, we're very picky because we want to make sure that these people are going to not abuse our people. They're going to listen to our advice. I mean, we're here to help. If you don't value that or you just look at it as a commodity, there's plenty of other commoditized firms that are there to just be a commodity. 
Ours is to be a relationship. Ours is to really serve and really help. So you got to tell the truth. You got to be authentic. You got to be vulnerable. You got to be willing to work with us because if you do, we're going to help you achieve things you never thought possible, but it goes both ways. It's got to be a two-way street. It can't be, you know, a traditional kind of beat down vendor client relationship. Jonathan, I imagine in your industry, you've got largely a hundred percent commission environment which generates its own positives and negatives. In your culture, how do you measure staff members in the reward system? How is that different? So a lot of different ways. Number one, we give awards based upon different things than most companies do. So we give, for example, a courage to disagree award. I give that away to people who are willing to be brave and stand up and disagree with me or anybody else in in a leadership position within the organization. We applaud that. It's part of our culture. Another one of those is selfless service. So people that are selflessly serving within the organization. We have a collaboration award. We have all kinds of cool awards that encourage the behaviors that we want to encourage. And so that's our philosophy is building models that enable the organization to reward and compensate people based upon them adhering to the core principles, not just making money. And so it's special. That's how people can become team leaders and participate in greater percentages of opportunities based upon their adherence to the culture. But the easiest way is if you're not living the culture, like you're not going to be around. Like we do not tolerate behavior that's inconsistent with our principles. Now, we don't punish mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes, me at the forefront of it. But it's this idea of we're all a team. We're all here to help. And one bad apple can poison the well. So some people may be able to trick us coming in. We try to be very, very careful. But if they get in, it becomes pretty apparent pretty quickly if they really are aligned. And if they are not aligned, we remove them and as quickly as possible. Jonathan, there's so many pieces and parts to this that are fascinating. And I know that everyone's just going to jump out and get that book because that goes into the depth of what you're trying to share. And I know you have your own academy also that teaches and works with people on this. At a high level, what would I be looking at as far as an implementation or steps that I should take? So we have the Kaiser Institute, which is designed to train, empower, and ultimately certify the next generation of selfless leader. And we have some really cool resources. If you go to kaiserinstitute.com, there's a lot of neat things there. I wrote the book, You Don't Have to Be Ruthless to Win, because I wanted to show, like I said, others how to do it. As part of the Kaiser Institute and throughout the book, we teach a three levels of reinvention, which is reinvention from the inside out. It's self-company culture and then external stakeholders, which almost sounds simplistic, but there's a lot of nuance. So what I try to say is conceptually, everybody kind of nods their head when they hear my message. How to actually do it is where there's nuance and complexity. And so that's what we try to do is simplify that for people and teach people how they can do that. But again, the number one thing is this isn't a tactic. This isn't a trick. This isn't something that a five-step program that you'll be cured in five minutes from your ruthlessness. This is a long-term, true internal shift required. This is personal development. This is something where as a leader, you have to become this. And I believe that once you do, you're setting yourself up for long-term sustainable success. 
where you're not having to clean up after yourself all the time. You're not burning relationships. Everybody that you touch becomes an empowered ambassador for your cause. And the more good you do in the world, the more it comes back to you. But there's also a nuance, right? Because you could also get pulled in a hundred different directions and not do anything. There's a really neat book by Adam Grant. It's called Give and Take. And in it, he describes people in three categories, givers, matchers, and takers. And the interesting part about the book for me is givers are both the least successful people as he measures and the most successful people. So why are they bookending the success spectrum? And what he solves for is he says, it's because the people that cannot say no right? Service has to be a choice. Just because I say I'm of service to people doesn't mean I have to go do anything. It just means that what I choose to do, I'm going to come at it from a spirit of service. So the people that are able to say no, that are very intentional with their acts of service and do their acts of service where they could have the highest impact, those are the most successful. And the ones that are just pulled in every different direction are the ones that are least. So it's really this idea of how do you create a company culture where not only are people aligned, but they understand how to strategically serve others in a way that makes the organization more profitable. And that's what we teach here at Kaiser. And that's what we teach through the Kaiser Institute. Jonathan, you know, I love that you mentioned Adam Grant and in the spirit of your service, I also think a remarkable feature about your book is that you included all of these great resources of books that have inspired you that have really driven a lot of your core principles. So not only is this a wonderful book to read, it allows the reader to take that next step and go deeper if they want to learn more. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was one thing that we really wanted to do was to give people tools, additional resources, right? Because it took a lot of resources for me to get here. So while I try to distill it all into my book, You Don't Have to Be Ruthless to Win, there are still additional resources that I think are very helpful for people. And thank you for that kind comment. We did want to include them in the book. There's also some additional things that your viewers can take advantage of that are free. As part of the Kaiser Institute, we offer a free reinvention roadmap where we walk you through how to actually reinvent yourself without having to go through a Kaiser Institute course. So if you go to ruthlessbook.com, you'll be able to also access and download a free copy of the self-reinvention roadmap. If you're out there and you're a business leader and you have a commercial real estate lease for your company or you own a building and you'd love to have a third party review of someone who actually cares to help you identify the top two or three ways you can save money immediately on your lease, we'd love to do it. Just reach out to us. We'll be happy to help. Our website is kaiser.com, K-E-Y-S-E-R.com. And if you want to reach me directly, you can send me an email at jk at kaiserco.com, jk at K-E-Y-S-E-R-C-O.com. The last thing I'll leave you with is at the end of the day, we're here to help. We set up the Kaiser Institute because a lot of people would ask us, Jonathan, how do we actually create this culture of selfless service for ourselves? Read your book, love it, but we actually want some help implementing it. So if we can be of service on the Kaiser Institute side, go to the Kaiser Institute and we have a number of different courses that you can enroll in and be a part of this. But at the end of the day, Regardless of whether you engage with us on the real estate side or read the book or whatnot, if people just take away this idea that, wow, maybe there is a better way. Maybe you can grow your business and serve people at the same time. And I believe that if you do, you'll experience success you never thought possible and you'll be empowered to help others realize this for themselves. Our guest today has been Jonathan Kaiser, author of the new book, You Don't Have to Be Ruthless to Win. 
Jonathan is the founder of Kaiser and the Kaiser Institute, along with being a national speaker on real estate and regular contributor to the Business Journal, along with many other publications. You can learn more about Jonathan as well as find links to his book and the free Selfless Reinvention Roadmap all on our website at businessownersradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Business Owners Radio. We hope you enjoyed today's show. As always, you can read more about each episode along with links and offers in the show notes on our website, businessownersradio.com. We want to hear your feedback. Please leave comments on this show or suggestions for upcoming episodes. Tell your fellow business owners about the show and, of course, you would love the stars and comments on iTunes. Till next time, keep taking care of business.